What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of the Brian Janu Show. As you already know, I am Brian Janu. And shout out to everybody that's been listening, watching, subscribing, viewing <laughs> on all podcast platforms, uh, Brian Janu Show, and also on YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, Brian Janu Show. Thank you for everybody that's been watching, listening, subscribing, commenting, whatever, man. Thank you, guys. If you've been rating, reviewing on all podcast platforms, appreciate it. Really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode tonight. Uh, and let's get into it. It is Wrestling Life. Yeah, it's time to get into a, a review of Raw and SmackDown. And uh, let's get into it. So, uh, SmackDown just went off, so I'm going to talk about that first. Because it is the A-show. Let's be real. SmackDown is the fucking A-show. Let's get that out the way. Uh, so, SmackDown just went off uh, here in Houston. Um, incredible show again, like always. SmackDown just, it, 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 I don't know what it is about SmackDown. Since I was a kid, when they they brand split the first time with SmackDown and Raw, SmackDown's always just had my attention. SmackDown's always been a better show. And no matter what, SmackDown just always has this, this thing about it that will always, you know, take over and become bigger than what it is. So, I think that um, this show is incredible, man. Now, again, people could get pissed off because, you know, SmackDown teases Bray Wyatt to start off the show, and then it's like, he's up next. And then they go into Sammy's, <laughs> the New Day, Kofi Kingston versus Sami Zayn. And listen, you know, listen, I get it, advertising it, but you got to know Bray Wyatt is not coming out at the beginning of the fucking show. That shit just ain't happening. He's at the end of the show where it makes sense or, yeah, maybe the beginning. But somebody like that that is advertised like he's advertised, you're going to put that shit at the end. Let's be real. Um, but really, it starts off really not even with that. It starts off with um, Karrion Cross and uh, Scarlett getting into an accident at the beginning of the show. And Drew McIntyre coming out of nowhere and beating the living hell out of Karrion Cross, which is another way, like I said, of this rivalry continuous. And I didn't, I didn't expect this rivalry to end after Extreme Rules. I think they're going to fight at, like I said, Crown Jewel. They're going to fight at Crown Jewel. Um, now, who got, who maybe uh, caused the accident with Karrion Cross and Scarlett? That might be a different conversation. That might be an interesting conversation. Now, if it's Drew, that might be interesting. Because then it's like, is Drew turning heel? Which... I actually think Drew's better when he's a heel, not a face. I think he actually fits a heel persona better. He's a Scottish psychopath and not the Scottish warrior. I think it, it is a difference between a Scottish psychopath and a Scottish warrior. It's a massive fucking difference. So, and when he was a Scottish psychopath, that motherfucker's running through people. And it's been a cool face run for him, but let's be real. He's better when he's the off the hinge, whooping everybody's ass type of person. And he needs to get back to that. Now, and I'm not going to say Karen Cross turns face in this, situ- in this situation either because he's a heel too. But it's kind of like I already see two heels go against each other and two faces. And I think that is kind of what this is going to be, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, then it goes into the Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston match to start off, start, start off SmackDown, I should say. A good fucking match. I mean... Of course, this blood, the, the New Day comes out, and the first thing they say is kind of what we all know is that is that record, I think it stands at what, 
483 days or some shit, 138 days, something, something like that, they said, um, which a lot of people have been saying, will probably be the next title defense for the bloodline, particularly the Usos, will be the New Day, because that record and 30 days is going to be kind of the Usos. And so if they fight each other at, at, judge, at Crown Jewel, it gives, the Uso, it gives the New Day a reason to break to keep that record from being broken. Also, every time those two teams fight, it's a classic. So I'm looking forward to it. If that is the, the case that they're going to run, again, if you're going to rerun that, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's physically do it. Um, but this is pretty interesting. The storyline, the bloodline is always going to be pretty interesting with Sami Zayn. And you didn't really see Jimmy this episode. It was really sitting around three people. Sami Zayn, Solo Sakara. And Jay Uso, which is the three people that kind of keeping the storyline kind of relevant. Let's be real. Like Solo Sakara has kind of got his big brother in his ear, but he's also got this this guy who's actually accomplished more in WWE technically, and, and Sami Zayn in his ear, in his other ear. So it's kind of like an interesting dilemma to see who do you side with, your older brother or somebody that you actually you that your 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 cousin and your other brother is like. I, I fuck with dude. Like, why are you going to get mad at him? So, it's an interesting di- di- uh, dilemma that they put themselves in with this. And it's just those three. And I think that it show. I think WWE was trying to see if that's the bloodline. Like, if that's the real, if that's the storyline that everybody likes about this story. Is that the thing they like? The part that they liked about the storyline is the fact that it's Solo Sakara, it's Jey Uso, and it's Sami Zayn. It's those three elements. Because Jimmy, you don't really need Jimmy like that. I mean, Jimmy's there, but Jimmy's always like the, the, the it's cool, we could, we could move on to the next thing type of person. And Roman's not there because Roman just, is, that's just not what Roman does. He he already made his, his scheduled appearance for the week. He's done with making appearances for this week. Um, He was on Raw. He's good. Um, But, yeah, it, it, this storyline is pretty interesting. It's, it's always going to be interesting. Sami Zayn gets a call on his phone before he goes out for the match against Kofi Kingston, and it's Roman Reigns saying to Jay, you kind of caused this man a match Monday. <laughs> it's like, caused him the match Monday, which I will talk about in the Raw review. But he was like, you kind of caused this man a match Monday. I told you, get him, make him win by any cause. And, it, and he lost, and it's your fault. So it's kind of interesting. And to see Jay finally kind of help Sammy was very interesting because Jimmy wanted to do it Monday. And he was like, nope, let him fight. So to see him have to help Sami Zayn was kind of interesting. It's an interesting storyline. It's always going to be an interesting storyline. But that part of that storyline, particularly those three individuals, it was pretty interesting to see on SmackDown because you didn't have Paul Heyman. You didn't have Roman. And you didn't even have Jimmy. It was those three people. It was those three elements. Okay, is this storyline really centered around those three? So it's kind of interesting to see. Um which goes into, which goes into um, them building up Solo Sakara for the upcoming um, Fatal Four Way, which Karrion Cross is supposed to be a be a part of for the Intercontinental Championship match, which is a really dope uh, concept to have. And I like the fact that they didn't just throw four random ass people in this damn match. It really made sense. Sheamus, who has been uh, a throne and Gunter's side or Walter's side for the last couple of months. And then you add into the fact that, you know, Karrion Cross was trying to make his place in this company, of course, 
he didn't participate because of the accident and Drew McIntyre kind of attacking him. And then you have Solo Zakara who is clearly in the in the in the best storyline you got in Solo Zakara, and he is the only one in the bloodline that technically doesn't have money, doesn't have the gold around his waist. And it would make an interesting conversation. Um, don't think he's gonna beat him, but it would be interesting. Um and Ricochet, who maybe okay, he's probably a little bit of a random person, but he's been in the Continental Champion, and he's the only one in that whole conversation that has been intercontinental champion um so it makes sense to have him there because he's the last person that kind of no gunter beat Sh- uh shinsuke nakamura i think i think he beat ricochet i forgot who he beat for that title i think it was i think it was ricochet who he beat for the title so it makes sense to give him another shot at it um but yeah um but before all that, you got to see Rey Mysterio go up to Triple H, which is another thing I got to talk about. Triple H is starting to become, like, the new era of Vince McMahon, which is kind of interesting to me. Where he's not, like, he doesn't have his wife. He's not a part of the authority. He's kind of starting to become the COO of the company again, but not so douchey. Because <laughs> he's not going to get in the ring. We already know he's not going to get in the ring. That's not his place anymore. He can't do that anymore. Um, which is another thing I'm going to talk about on the Raw thing. But it's kind of interesting to see him now be kind of the boss, the, the the owner of the kind of the creative guy of the of the company. And to see Rey Mysterio in the backstage area with Triple H, that was pretty dope to see, you know, him, you know, in, in that storyline. Listen, I do, look, I've always said, I don't like the Judgment Day storyline. It's kind of stupid. I don't like it. Nobody's really the leader of that damn group. Well, Finn Balor's now starting to become the leader because they're going to start pushing Finn more. But other than that, it never really felt like a, a true leader was there. And now it's, it's Finn. Clearly, it's Finn. So, but I didn't like the storyline. I didn't, I didn't, I, Dominic Mysterio is getting heat. But he's only getting heat because. He's still a Mysterio, and he's beating up his father. Like, that's kind of the only he, he gets. Yeah, when he picks up the mic, but we all know he can't talk on a microphone, so we don't give a shit. He just boom. But to see Triple H from Rey Mysterio backstage, that was pretty dope. And, you know, the storyline of him saying, look, man, I can't be on Raw. I'm not going to fight my son. I'm just not going to fight my son, which I've, I've been saying for a while. If, that, if they're going to make them two fight at any point, you probably wait until WrestleMania. If that's the case, if Ray does fight, if, the, if you could kind of convince Ray to fight Dominic, it's gonna be at WrestleMania. Let's get that out the way. They're gonna drag the storyline. That's a good, and that's a good point. I think you should drag the storyline. And another thing that we haven't seen in a minute, somebody leaving the brand and actually saying, "Listen, I want to leave." Well, technically quit, but I'd rather him being on SmackDown than being on Raw, which makes sense because now it's starting to become unblurred a little bit, even though we're starting to still see certain people on Raw and SmackDown, the fact that they had to tell us Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown now, the fact that that Ray is technically saying, I do not want to be on Raw anymore, I want to be on SmackDown, that's a big fucking thing, because that helps a lot of situations out, because unlike a lot of people that's like, I don't don't care if it's a a brand split or not. I actually do because I remember growing up with the brand splits and and Raw and SmackDown. Raw had their particular guys. SmackDown had their particular guys. The thing about this is that 
you know, I can understand the women's tag team titles because you don't really have that many women yet in that in both division in that division yet. But once Charlotte come back, when Becky comes back, if you could get Naomi and Sasha Banks to come back, and you could even bring in some more NXT girls and level them up and bring them in and bring some more people in, I can easily see them saying, "Okay, Raw, you got one women's tag tag team titles, and SmackDown, you got your own women's tag team titles." And I can see that happening in the next couple of months. Definitely, especially like if after WrestleMania when the draft does happen, I can see women, the women's tag team champions being like, yo, I don't want to wrestle on SmackDown or Raw anymore. I want to just wrestle on my exclusive brand that I was drafted to, which prompts them to say, okay, cool. Well, now we're going to have to put some tag team titles on there for, for the women on, let's say, Raw. You know, so it's it's an interesting thing. But, yeah. I think that that's – but for Ray to say, yo, I'm quitting, and then Triple H is like, listen, man, let's figure this out. Just get come to SmackDown. You can now move to SmackDown, which is a very important thing because that's an interesting nugget, to say the least. Um, I got to see how that's going to play out. That's an interesting thing. That's very interesting. Um, and then it goes into – whatever the match goes to. Shit. I want to say L.A. Knight versus uh, whatever the fuck those dudes are called themselves. Uh, L.A. Knight is officially back. <laughs> He's back, I guess, um, in WWE as the guy, L.A. Knight. He's always been uh, Max Dupree, but now he's L.A. Knight again. And I remember L.A. Knight when uh, he first got to NXT, and he seemed like a, a, a heel persona. That's pretty much what he is. He's a heel persona. And he even kind of gave a little bit of a heelish persona after the match was done. And I think that was a pretty good thing. He beat the living hell out of the dude that was in the uh, ring with him. He beat the shit out of him. But um, <laughs> he beat the shit out of him. Um, and it wasn't really – it was more so like a – it was kind of like a squash match because he really didn't have the offense. He really got his ass whooped. So, yeah, it was kind of a good thing for him. Um, boost him up, get him right, and keep pushing him forward. Um and then it leads to it leads to uh oh the six woman tag team match which is um damage control like I just said women's tag team titles so they get to go on both brands they can do whatever they want to do Bailey is a part of that so she moves with them she goes with them uh, versus uh Shotzi uh Raquel Rodriguez and um NXT's Roxy Perez and. It was a pretty good match. I'm not gonna say like it's not gonna. It was a really good match for six women, and we don't really. If you don't watch NXT, then you probably are like, yo, who's this little girl out there with these, <laughs> these, these, these fucking professionals? It's like the girl's like like four eight, like maybe. As I, I'd be giving her like a, a couple of inches, like it's like, and. The match was good. It was actually a good six-way women's tag team match. It was actually pretty good. It builds up the next week's match between uh, Shotzi, Roquel Rodriguez versus Damage Control for the women's tag team titles, which is a good thing. I think it's a pretty good thing. And I actually think they're going to swap uh, eventually uh, maybe Roxy Perez and Aaliyah, who had been on the roster, and then she's been injured for the last couple, of, I guess, months and stuff. That's why she's not with Roquel Rodriguez anymore. Which is a cool, which is, you know, it sucks to lose your spot like that, though. It's got to. But Triple H is always like, 
Shotzi in NXT. He always liked Raquel Rodriguez in, in, in NXT. She was going by Raquel Gonzalez in NXT. They've always loved each. They always liked each other, and it seems like that is the same sentiment here. And it's it's like okay, that's pretty cool. Um, and that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? I think it is. It's a good thing. Um, which leads to um hit row versus I I don't want to fuck up I don't want to fuck up that 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 name uh but um and this new team beat the shit out of hit row uh that's the first time hit row I think lost on maybe you lost on since they've been moved up to the roster uh um yeah and they lose to a former NXT rival which they've been beefing with since NXT and it makes sense. That they will lose um, to them um, because they need to beat somebody that they one have chemistry with. They've already had squared off a lot, and they need to boost that profile up. So it makes sense. Um, and then I think they had the Viking uh, Raiders, which I hope Triple H changed their fucking name. Good God, the Viking Raiders. You can't have two NFL teams as your fucking name in WWE. It just it just doesn't work out that way. Change it back to the War War, War uh the War Raiders and this I'll be like, that makes sense. Like change it back to the War Raiders and I'm like, that makes sense. Uh but there's also a return for Sarah Logan who is pretty cool. You know if you know anything about her, she's a part of Rise a Riot Squad with Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. So it's like that's a pretty cool thing, and if she does come back to join her husband in their group, that'd be a pretty interesting faction moving forward. Um, speaking of Liv Morgan, she beat the living hell out of Sonya Deville. <laughs> Goes to a table, and I like this, though. I think that this is the best thing for her because this doesn't hurt her career after losing to Ronda. I mean, you had a lot of people lose to Ronda Rousey, but I think this is the difference between a Vince and a Triple H because if she lost to Ronda Rousey on the, trip, uh, the Vince McMahon, you would just throw it back to the pack and you would give a shit about it. She'd be like, okay, we had a we had our time with her. It was fun. Let's move on to the next fucking thing. And you just don't care about it anymore. The fact that Triple H is still pushing her. He's still like, nope, she's still going to be a forefront in this situation. And she lost to Ronda, but I think Liv's actually the best, the, the one that's going to actually have the better run out of the situation. Because, let's be real, if she joins Bray Wyatt, that's a way different conversation. And so, yeah. I, I like the I like the, 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 the kind of in-between with her right now. It's pretty good to have her be in-between with the situations. And then it goes into the Fatal 4-Way. Um... Like I said, Karrion Cross is supposed to be a part of this match. Rey Mysterio comes out and takes his place. Ricochet, Sheamus, Solo Sakara. It's a great fucking match. Like always, those four guys, especially when you put Rey Mysterio and Ricochet in a match, they Ricochet literally studied Rey Mysterio. That is literally his favorite wrestler. He's literally, I said this. So to see those two men go back and forth, that was pretty cool. And of course, Solo Sakara and Sheamus, who's two heavy hitters, you got two guys that's flying all across the ring and two guys that just want to beat the living hell out of you. It's going to make for some good fucking TV. So, and then uh, Sheamus is beating the hell out of everybody. He's about to win the match. And then out of nowhere, holy shit, Jay Uso pops up. And then Sami Zayn pops up. And then they jump <laughs> Sheamus. They just jump Sheamus. 
which brings out the brawling brutes, and it just breaks into a huge brawl. Six people just go up the uh, up the uh, walkway. You forget that it's two other people in the fucking ring. Ricochet and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio hit a fucking move on Ricochet. I I never seen. Which Ricochet is pretty fucking good at how to you know contort his body and shit. So it's kind of like damn that shit was crazy. It looked like he fucking landed on his head, his neck and shit. It's like goddamn. But um, he put the brakes on and he got the move and Ray hits him with the six one nine, you know, frog splash wins the match and now he's gonna be fighting Gunter. Now listen, I think Gunter's gonna beat the living shit out of Ray Mysterio. Don't get it twisted. But Ray Mysterio is a legend, and if Ray does win the Intercontinental Title, that brings in an interesting dilemma for WWE going forward because I don't think he's gonna win it because let's be real, I think Sheamus and Gunter should fight one more time for the Intercontinental Title because let's be real. Yes, he beat him in, and he beat him in a clash at the castle, but he didn't really beat him uh, last Friday on SmackDown. He didn't. Sheamus beat him. Sheamus beat him. <laughs> so, so, and then he beat them. Then, uh, then Brawling Brutes beat Imperial Imperium at Extreme Rules. So it makes sense if Sheamus does get the opportunity to dethrone uh, Walter eventually, and I'm looking forward to it. And then it goes into of course, the ending, and that is the one and only Bray Wyatt coming back and actually speaking. And you could see that, and I don't know how this character is going to be. This is an interesting thing about this. Bray comes out and kind of gives a real passionate promo, and it's like, yo, he's really like, yo, this this is really me. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from my heart. I really want to thank you guys for supporting me and keeping me going when I didn't believe in myself and I didn't see the point of coming back. And then it kind of cuts into his 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 alter ego, whoever the hell this new guy is. He kind of cuts in, and he's just like, "Yo, you have no idea what you just done. You know, I don't care about the past. I don't give a shit about the future. I'm coming to fuck some shit up." It is like, uh, okay, <laughs> like, like uh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> like, all in all, again, SmackDown figures it out, man. SmackDown just always wins. Maybe because it's, it's a two-hour show, so you know one hour is reserved for this bullshit and the next hour is reserved for this bullshit, and we're going to find a way to crash in the middle. It's going to work. But SmackDown just works, man. I don't know what it is. Maybe they need to put Raw back at two hours because that shit, something about Raw kind of, not not now, but it's it's still something about Raw that just you kind of just be like, you don't get this shit. <laughs> like, eventually, you just you start watching football and shit. You're like, eh, I'll catch that shit later. Excuse me. Because it's three fucking hours. It's too fucking long. And I'm starting to realize, like, that might be the fucking downfall for Raw. Even though Raw's really good now. It's just like, you do you need three hours? Do we really need three hours? Eh. Eh. Um, speaking of Raw. <laughs> Raw happened. <laughs> it was the season premiere, which again I don't know how WWE calls season premieres when you are literally a brand that goes three hundred sixty-five days a year. Uh, that's weird, but okay, season premiere. Um, so season premiere Raw. Uh, the first thing we see in the intro, the beginning of Raw is the bloodline. Yeah, see, I had to yawn because I'm tired of the bloodline, too. Um, 
but the bloodline comes out. Like I said, Roman Reigns did not appear tonight on SmackDown because he made his appearance on Raw, and that's cool. Yeah, whatever. Um, but he comes out with the entire bloodline: Paul Heyman, Solo Sakara, the Usos, and Sami Zayn. That's cool. They come out, and they do their usual shit. I don't know what the, the you know, the acknowledge me shit and all that. And okay, that's cool. And then he kind of gets into it, and it's like, yo, you know, you know, some some people, you know, if you're a, if you're a, you can't be a fool and be in this bloodline. So, Jay, are you a fool? And he calls out his cousin. And, and, and Roman's like, Jay steps up and Sami Zayn then steps in and says, hey, you know what, Roman, I got this. You know what, man, I got this. Remember when we were talking, I told you I got you. And, and Roman's like, you know, you really are the honorary oops. Go ahead and do what you got to do, man. Talk to him. And and, and, and Sami Zayn then goes in on Jay. So he's like, listen, me and the tribal chief were talking. And uh, we, were, we, were, we, were, we had a really good conversation. We had a really good conversation. But, um, you know, you know, Jimmy's really cool. And so does Zakaro, even though he's he's over there standing all tough. And, you know, by the way, why the fuck do y'all got Solo Zakaro looking like Taz? Like, what the fuck is going on? This motherfucker got a fucking black towel over his head just standing there mugging at people. What the fuck is going on? Is this the new Taz? What the fuck? Is... Anyway. But he goes in and says, you know, we... You know, man, before you just we keep looking at you and it's like, man, can you can you chill? Cause it's like, can, can you chill? Like, you're not acting very oozy. You know, it's just like this was created a whole new word. Jimmy was even like, oozy. What the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> the fuck is that? It's like, it is just that alone. Like that shit is funny. It's funny, but man, um, which brings out Matt Riddle, which. It's an interesting thing, because like I said, you, Roman said that he if he beats Matt Riddle a couple months ago when they fought for the title, then he never gets a title match again. But Matt beat set in Extreme Rules. He beat him. And it's not really anybody that you can say will can kind of give Roman um, a fight. You know, it's kind of like you don't, you don't really have anybody that can give Roman a fight right now. Outside of, you know, after Crown Joy, you kind of keep looking for somebody to give Roman a fight, and you're like, who the fuck could be? And I think Matt Riddle kind of steps up perfectly for that. TLC, you can, you can find fill-ins for those pay-per-views. TLC, Royal Rumble, you can find some fill-ins. Um, but Riddle comes out there and starts, starts, you know, saying, yo, man, I want another title match. I want a, I want a shot. I know you said I'm banned. I can't ever fight you again. But I think I should get another title match here. And, you know, Jay Uso says, you know what? Sami Zayn, you know he's dissing us. He's he going at us. How about you step up and defend the bloodline? <laughs> it's just, he's like, yeah, you know, I will. I will I will actually step up and fight for the bloodline. And it, it's funny because it's just like they're using this guy. We know it's going to happen. We know he's going to get smashed eventually. We know this shit. But why not keep using this fucking storyline? It's a it's a pretty interesting storyline to use, I guess. If you want to keep pushing it, keep pushing that, that that. Um, but then it goes into, you know, uh, then then you know, Raw always has these things, and then Jimmy Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, fights Austin Theory, and these two dudes, you know, they have a lot of history, clearly, and 
they fight. And it was a great... Now, I don't get this. I thought Vince McMahon was gone. What the fuck is up with this old WWE thought process? It's like, make Austin Theory lose all day. Let's just make him lose, 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 lose. He's the money in the bank case holder. Lose, 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 lose. And then, out of nowhere, he wins the fucking titles. That would be stupid. It makes no sense. Get the fucking briefcase off of him. I said this numerous times. I'm going to continue to say it. Tell me fucking make their minds up with this dude. I get it if you want to keep pushing Austin Theory. But him with the briefcase makes no fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. Because we all know he can't beat any of those dudes that have real contention at the titles. And it makes no sense to have him with the fucking money at a big briefcase for this fucking long. Um, but he loses to Johnny Wrestling. As he should. He should have lost. It makes no sense to make him let him win. Um, and it goes and continues to go. And, and, and Raw, it's always this thing about Raw, man. Like I said, Raw's three hours long. So you kind of check the fuck out eventually. You kind of check the fuck out of it a little bit. Um, which I think Rey Mysterio fought Chad Gable and then he beat him for some reason. I don't know fucking why when you got Judgment Day at ringside. And then his son, you know, pretty much tells him to hit him. And he's like, no, I'm not going to hit you. He gets on the apron and just leaves, which brings AJ Styles out there. And, you know, and, and, and you know, prompts, you know, AJ Styles to bring back Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, which is a massive fucking thing. And recreates the, the OC, which is a crazy fucking thing to see. Which leads into... Uh, what a lot of people think is going to happen at uh, Survivor Series. Not even Crown Jewel, but Survivor Series. And that is the Judgment Day versus AJ Styles and the OC. The thing is, who is the woman you're going to put in to fight them? And that's an interesting thing. But, um, which leads to, um, I think Bailey versus Candice LeRae. And, they, uh, Castle beats Bailey, which is, I get it. She lost to Bianca, so she could be just a little off her game. And I get that. Castle you gotta keep pushing her too. You gotta keep building her. She just came from NXT. And if she beats somebody like a Bailey, that makes more sense. So it makes sense. And they, then they jumped Bianca and Bailey and Castle Ray, so it makes sense too. Um, which leads to, um, The United States Championship match. Yeah. Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. But before we could get to that match, the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar, comes back. Now, we already know why he's back. Because it's clear as day, he's fighting Bobby Lashley at Crown Jewel. <laughs> he's going to fight Bobby Lashley at Crown Jewel. And also... You needed a reason to take the title off of Bobby Lashley. Because if Seth and Bobby Lashley really had a fucking fight, like a real match, it would make no sense for Bobby Lashley to lose it. He can kind of be set. But if you kind of beat the living shit out of him before he gets to that point, yeah, you can kind of get him to win. Now, I'm not going to say and say Seth doesn't, needs help or some shit, but... Would you rather see Bobby Lashley 100% fight Seth Rollins, who just had the, the fight pit match? Or would you rather see Bobby Lashley, who just got his ass whooped by Brock Lesnar, 
fight Seth Rollins, who had the fight pit match. You see what I'm saying? It makes more sense. Brock Lesnar did most of the fucking damage. All Seth had to do was kind of just not lose. And he didn't. Seth Rollins is not a United States champion, which is all great with me. And, of course, Monday night, it will be Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins for the United States championship. Now, I don't think Seth loses the title. But if he did, that'd be a pretty fucking good match to have a crown jewel, a rematch for the United States Championship, Matt, R- Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. I'm with it. Let's do it. Um, and make that in the Hell in the Cell match. Put that, put that in the Hell in the Cell, and let's see what happens. Uh, but yeah, Seth wins. Congratulations. I, I'm very, you know, I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. I think that man's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And him winning the title was all good with me. I did not care. Um, which, then um, Matt Riddle and Sami Zayn do have their match. And Roman takes Solo Sakara away from Jimmy and Jay. Tells them, hey, God, the Usos, y'all gonna go out and with Sami Zayn and Jay. You better do everything in your power to get Sami Zayn that victory. And he lost. Why? Because Jay Uso says... I thought you had him. I thought you said you didn't want my help. He's just grabbing Jimmy like, nah, you good. Let him fight. Let, let, him, let, him, let him figure that out. And he loses. Which, again, creates this conversation of, like, who do you trust more if you're Roman? Jay, who continues to show you kind of, like, somewhat disrespect, I guess. Or Sami Zayn, who is showing you the ultimate lo- a loyalty. And... And somebody said, I saw this on somewhere, that when they were like, um, Jay's the only only person on the tribal, ch- the, ch- the bloodline, that actually had to physically get his ass in line. Like, he had, he got beat to be in the bloodline. Nobody else. Jake, Jimmy came in, and Jimmy just fell in line with, with Roman. Yeah, a little resistance, but he never fought Roman to take the tribal chief crown. Solo Sakara is just technically in the bloodline because that's what they told him he was in. And now Sami Zayn is just there. But Jay is the only person that physically had a chance to be the tribal chief, and he got his ass whooped. So it's just, well, he didn't get his ass whooped, but he, he, he fought, and he, and he couldn't win. So it's just like, it makes sense why Jay now is kind of like starting to get that back in him. And it's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm like technically second in command. Why the fuck am I the one that keeps getting the short end of the stick which makes sense so i think that's a pretty good thing and then dx closes out the show d generation x which is like legendary and i actually appreciated this triple h uh you know had went through a heart procedure and you know and he and I, i'm not i'm not saying i appreciate that but i'm appreciate he had to stop himself he's like because he was he was so excited but he forgot like holy shit i gotta breathe here I got a heart condition. I can't just be just out here just fucking doing what I used to do. And he had to breathe. And he was like, whew, hold on. I got to catch my breath. Lord Jesus, hold on. <laughs> He's like, hold on. I got to catch my breath. Now, somebody that knows how that feels when you're excited, and then it's just like, whew, holy shit, I forgot. I got to catch my breath. Hold on. So let me, let me get this out. It, it, that is what I was like, wow, that's crazy. I haven't seen somebody actually have to do that before. Other than myself. But like, but a figure like that actually be like, ooh, this is too much for me. Hold on. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but, yeah. 
That was pretty cool. Raw was pretty okay. Raw was pretty good. Pretty decent. I mean, let's be real. Raw was pretty decent. Um, my assessment of these two shows is very simple. SmackDown is the A show. Raw is the B show. Nobody's going to debate that with me because we all know it. What I do believe, though, going forward is people can say whatever they want to say about Bray Wyatt now being on SmackDown and not on Raw. I actually think it's better for Bray Wyatt to be on SmackDown and not on Raw. Um, because, like, tonight, like, nights like tonight, where Roman Reigns just doesn't show the fuck up, you need somebody that's going to give you that star power. And as good as SmackDown is, a Bray Wyatt will push it just a little bit over the goalposts, and that's all you need. You don't need a lot. You just need something. And I think that's kind of how I look at it. And um, when it comes to Raw, Seth is the guy. Um, and whatever he does with the title... Now that he has a championship, he has something to actually fight for and fight with. He, I think we're going to see a lot of incredible matches with Seth Rollins. Now, I don't know if he does the U.S. Open Challenge shit, but I think if that was if that is WWE's thought process with Seth Rollins in his title now, you should do that. I think you should let Seth Rollins have a U.S. Open Challenge. Maybe he'd be a, a previous to it, but it's like every week, but at least he gives you the matches that you want. You want to see him versus Finn Balor. You want to see him versus... AJ Styles, you want to see him versus Bobby Lash, you want to see him versus Matt Riddle, but just randomly somebody that isn't maybe even on the roster, like him versus a Carmelo Hayes, like he could come in the next, come out of the NXT and just fight, fight set. That'd be pretty fucking intriguing. I think that'd be pretty dope. Him and Tommaso Ciampa, who we haven't seen in a minute. Him and Johnny Gargano, we could finally finally see that fucking match. Like, it's a lot of things you could play with, with that title now that set has it. When Bobby Lashley had it, you couldn't do that much set, you know you're going to get some matches that you like, yo, this is a main event Raw match, okay, that's pretty fucking cool, let's do this, so, yeah, all in all, man, both shows were incredible, and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man, um, probably do another one next week, I'll probably do another WWE, and I probably won't do a, a review, I'll probably just talk about, you know, what's coming up, Crown Jewel and Survivor Series, um, as they continue to approach, and um, yeah, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.